hope you are blessed by those specials, and I hope you've been encouraged thus far in the service. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open to 2 Kings chapter number 4. 2 Kings chapter number 4. And let me also say this morning, if you've not received the notes yet, if you'd raise your hand, the ushers will get one right to you, and that way you'll be able to follow along in this, <clears throat> excuse me, in this morning's message. 2 Kings chapter number 4. Uh, we'll be reading verses 1 through verse number 7. 2 Kings 4, verse 1 through verse number 7. In the last few weeks, we've been learning about our God, the God of the Bible. In fact, we entitled our series, Behold Our God. And we've been studying just who God is. And, and it's important for us as those that worship Him, as those that study His Word, to know who exactly God is. Is Because if not, uh, there are many people in our world today that want to paint God as He is not. Uh, they make of themselves in their own mind who God really is and how God should be and what God should accept and what He should not accept. But we find in the Bible that when we study it with an open mind, when we study it to just see who God is, we get the right picture of who God is. And once you have the right picture of who God is, then you can worship God as He is worthy to be worshipped. And then you can obey God as He commands us to obey. And so, so important as we study God's Word to just see who God is. And in this morning's message, we're going to look a little bit at who God is, but we're going to be looking at a story about a very special mom and what she did in the circumstances that she found her Herself in uh, and it was able to really help her children and teach her children what it means to see God for who He is, but then also to respond correctly to God's person, to God's character. And so this morning we want to study this passage. It's seven verses and we'll try to go as quickly as possible. Uh, I, I, I told my mom this morning, uh, I said, Mom, I, I think I have a really short message uh, this morning. If this is your first time, uh, you'll know that uh, sometimes I go a little bit long on my messages and uh, and usually they're like 14 pages is what I have of notes most Sundays. Uh, but this Sunday I only have eight, okay? So I should get through it a little bit quicker. But then again, I know I've made like four-page sermons an hour as well. So I, I'm not making any promises, but I hope it'll be an encouragement to you as we study this story uh, of this woman in Second Kings chapter number 4. So if you would, let's go ahead and read that. You can follow along as I read here aloud. It says, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thine house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. And then he said, Go. Borrow these vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, thou shalt set aside that which is full. So when she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured them out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the, and the oil stayed. And then she came and told the man of God. And he said, Go, 
sell the oil and pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you so much for your word, because in your word we find not only the strength that we need and the hope that is for our life, but Father, we find in your word who you are. And this morning as we study this passage, I pray that your Holy Spirit would fill me, that I would be able to communicate this message in a way that is clear and understandable. But Father, I pray that your Spirit would do the work. Father, I know that if it's in me that I don't have what it takes to communicate uh, correctly and I don't have what it takes to reach the heart. But Father, I know that your Word has promised that it will not return void. And your Spirit's work is to work in our hearts and to bring conviction, to bring understanding and illumination as we study your Word. So this morning I pray that your Spirit would work in our midst, that this service would be a service in which uh, we not only study and understand your Word, but where we can apply it into our lives and begin to live a life that would be honoring and glorifying to you. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning on Mother's Day, I can say this statement, and I think it's absolutely true. The single most influential person in a child's life is their mother. I, I don't know if you've ever thought of what a mom does, and we heard a little bit of what they do in the video, but it amazes me sometimes when I just stop and think how much we learn from our mothers. I would dare say that everyone here learns simple tasks from your mom as well as complex tasks. I think everyone here would probably agree that it was through your mom that you were probably potty trained. The first thing I I think of is that because we're on that stage in our life and and my wife is in that stage in our marriage with our children of doing that. Uh, But uh, not only did you perhaps learn that, you probably learned your good manners at the table from your mom. I'm sure she was the one that taught you how to hold your fork and how to eat properly. Uh, You probably learned from your mom maybe how to cook some basic foods, maybe how to scramble an egg or, or just how to uh, make pancakes or something like that. I'm sure some of the cooking that you have learned has been from there. If you know how to iron a shirt or wash your clothes, it probably came from something that your mom taught you. That is, that is something that your mom probably took some time and showed you how to do. You learn so much from your mom. In fact, <clears throat> it was amazing to me, I was reading this story of a, of a second grade teacher who was a mom, but she was a second grade teacher and she was teaching her students in class about magnets. Now, if you know anything about magnets, of course, you know that they, uh, they attract uh, metal and they, they pick it up. And so she was teaching these second graders what uh, the properties of a magnet are. They, uh, she was teaching them how you can use a magnet and, and how, what it's useful for and, and how it attracts other metal and it picks it up and, and just talking a lot about what magnets do. Well, the next day they had a test, and since they were just sort of talking about it, it really wasn't their uh, thing to study in that subject, but she thought, well, I'm just going to throw this question in since we talked about it uh, yesterday. And so she put this question, and she wrote it this way. She says, my full name has six letters. The first letter is M. I pick up things. Who am I? Well, when she uh, got the uh, test in and she began to grade to her amazement over 40% had written the word mother on their test. Sometimes we look at moms that way. 
We look at mom as, oh, she's the one that picks everything up. She's the one that keeps the house clean. But moms do so much more than just that. You know that if you study a little bit about uh, how a child learns, you'll find that the first concept, and by the way, we learn our concepts from our parents, but the first concept that a child has, that you and I would have about God, comes first through your mom. Do you know that if there's a child that has been greatly loved by their mother, that has been very cherished by their mother, that you know that their first concept of God is that God is a loving God? The first concept that they get of, of God being a provider and a giver, someone that gives of themselves, comes through the mom. The mom does not just, uh, uh, is not just someone that cleans the house and cooks. She's someone that really teaches her children about who God is. Now this morning as we study this passage, I want you to notice, we're going we're gonna to learn about two truths about who God is, and then we're going to learn two truths about this mom and how she helps her children learn and know who God is. I want you to notice, first of all, as you read this story, that she finds herself in a place that is very difficult. Just to summarize the story a little bit, you find that in verse 1, we learn of this woman who is a widow. Her husband has passed away. She's got two kids, and these kids are uh, probably below the teenage age. And the reason I think that is because uh, she had creditors. In other words, she had loaned uh, some money, her and her husband, and, and uh, now they were coming and saying, okay, you owe us. And, and uh, in the law at that time, there in Israel, the law stated this. If you owe someone and you cannot pay, then it is all within the legal right of that other person who you owe to take your children as slaves, as servants. So she's got two little boys who probably are younger because they cannot work. They can't help pay this debt. She's got these two little boys that now are looking at if she can't pay these creditors going into being slaves or servants to these people. And she's very worried. She does not know what to do. She, she's in a predicament that is hard uh, to really think of what you can do because we find that she's a widow. She's a woman that has lost her husband. She's not one that planned to lose her husband. She just sort of found herself in a place where suddenly her uh, children are by themselves with her and her husband is no longer there. She finds herself in what we would call maybe a storm of life. Now, the one thing that I want you to understand about God this morning, there in your notes, the first thing is this, that God brings storms into the life of his people. There's a verse in the Bible that says that God makes it rain on the just and on the unjust. But how many know and have lived long enough and been around rain long enough that there's sometimes rain that just falls, it's nice and beautiful rain and you just love it because it's watering your yard and it's watering your, your plants and it's just perfect rain. But there's other rain that comes with lightning and thunder and high winds. We call them storms, right? And I think in that little phrase that God uh, wrote there in his word that he lets the rain come down on the just and the unjust, there's also a, a truth there about storms in life. Do you know that God allows storms to come into our life? God, who is the author of life, who is sovereign, who controls all things, is one who allows and brings storms in our life. Now, I want you to notice that this woman was a woman that was a wife of a prophet. 
Now, the prophet back in those days were people that proclaimed the word of God, much like I'm doing today. They were teaching the people, here, who, who, here is who God is. Here's what God's word says. Here's how you can honor God. Here's how you can obey God. She was one of the wives of, if you would, a pastor back then or a preacher. She was one that was trying to honor God in her marriage. She was one that was trying to honor God in her family. She was one that just was trying to do what is right. And yet, at this point in her life, at some day there in her life, she finds herself alone. Her husband has died. The passage really doesn't tell us how he died, what were the causes of death. It doesn't tell us how soon he died, how fast it was, if it was an illness that lasted months, or if it was just something that happened uh, in a moment. But we find that she finds herself in a storm of life. You know, there's a fact that we must understand about God, and it's this. That even though you follow God, and even though you worship God, and even though you honor God with your life, it doesn't mean storms don't come into your life. Sometimes God brings storms into our life. And let me just say something about the storms. Number one, storms come when you least expect it. Storms come into our lives when we least expect it. I would imagine that this widow never thought that her husband was going to die. I'm sure that they had plans of what they were going to do. I'm sure that they thought about how much money that they still owed and what they owed for other people and thought, hey, uh, later on in our marriage, as we continue to grow and as we uh, continue to do what God has called us to do, we'll, we'll eventually pay that back and we'll eventually be able to provide something for our children. I'm sure they had uh, many plans of what they were going to do in their marriage and what they were going to do in their family what they wanted to see their kids accomplish. And yet, when they least expected it, a storm came. On the day that she never thought would come, suddenly it's come. And she's by herself with two children. Storms in life always come when we least expect it. I want you to remember, God allows storms into our life, but sometimes they come when you least expect it. But I want you to notice something else about storms. Storms usually leave you feeling abandoned. A storm is never fun to go through. In fact, if storms were to hit here uh, this morning, we would probably go to our house, to our shelter, somewhere to get out of the rain, somewhere to get away from the storm. Why? Because being outside and getting wet and being around a storm isn't fun. It's no one's idea of, hey, this is what we should do. We find that many times storms come when they're least expected, but storms also leave you feeling very abandoned. The widow was by herself. No more income. No more husband. No one there to help her. And in that, in that distressing moment, I'm sure she felt like she was all alone. You ever been there? You ever been in a place where you just feel like, there's a storm in my life, and I'm all alone. You know, the King David, the, the great psalmist, wrote in Psalm chapter 22, verse 1, he said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? There came a time in David's life where he felt just like that widow. He said, God, I'm, I'm calling, I'm praying, but it seems like you're not answering. It seems like you've left me alone. I'm going through something that's very difficult. God, where are you? 
It's important for us to understand this morning that storms come sometimes from God. They come from in times when you least expect it. And when they come, they usually leave you feeling like you're abandoned, like you're alone. I want you to notice a second thing about God as we view God in this story. Review that he brought a storm into the widow's life, but then I want you to view this, that God works greater in us during the storms. God works greater in us during the storms. Now, I imagine in those years that her husband was preaching the word and in those times when they were together as a family, I'm sure there were times when they saw God work in their family. I'm sure there were times when they didn't have money that God provided money. I'm sure there were times as a family that that they didn't have food and God provided some food. I'm sure there were times when as a husband and wife they saw their children and they weren't feeling good and they were running high on fevers and, and, and they were saying, God, will you just be with my son? Will you help him? Will you heal him? And I'm sure they saw some great things like that. But they had never seen God work this way. They had never experienced God work in such a difficult storm of life. God had provided for them in the past. God had provided a home. And for this widow, God had provided a husband and two children. God had been very good to her. But then a storm comes. And now it's time to see God in a whole different light. Now it's time to experience God like she had never experienced Him before. Though she had seen great things that God had done, in this storm, she was going to see God do greater things than He had ever done. Can I say, if you're going through a storm today, know this, God allows storms in your life, but let me just tell you this and encourage you with this. God wants to do something great in that storm. God never lets a storm come into your life just to torture you just to make sure that you're depressed and sad. God allows storms so He can work in a greater way in you and me. You see, this widow started to find out that God works in great ways during storms. I want you to notice that God provided a way for her to go. You see, at this point, she's calling on to the man of God. She's calling to Elisha the prophet and She says, Elisha, what am I going to do? My husband's dead. The creditors are coming. I have nothing. And he said, well, 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 think about this. He said, what do you want me to do? And then he says, well, what do you have in your house? And she said, I have nothing except this, this pot of oil. That's all I've got. I mean, it's not nearly enough to pay off what I owe. It's not nearly enough to stop the people from coming and, and making slaves of my, my two boys. What am I going to do? Prophet, what am I going to do? That's a storm. Not having an answer, that's a storm. But I want you to notice in that storm, God provided a way. As she goes to the man of God, the man of God says, what do you have? Well, I don't have a lot, but you have something. You see, you'll find as you go through storms of life that we always have something. We may not have everything, and we may have lost much, but we didn't lose everything. Anytime God brings a storm into your life, you'll find that He always leaves you with something. He always leaves a way for you. I want to encourage you this morning. I don't know what it is uh, and what storm you're going through, but let me just say, there is a way that God wants you to go. You know, there are times in life when you're going through a storm that you need money, and then out of the blue, somebody gives you money. 
There are times where you need food and out of the blue somebody gives you food. But can I say that those are really rarely happening? That's not always the case. In fact, that's rarely the case. Most of the time, God says, listen, if you just do this, then I'm going to help you. You know, sometimes going through a storm, it's hard to just be faithful to church. But you know that God sometimes says, listen, if you're just faithful at church, I'm going to help you through that storm. Sometimes it's hard to get on your knees and pray when you feel like God has abandoned you. But God says, if you just get on your knees and pray, there's a way for you to get get out of this. I have a way for you. In the case of this widow, she found, I don't have a whole lot, but I have a pot of oil. And with that pot of oil, God said, I'm going to make a way for you. There's a way out of this. There's a way that I'm going to get you through this storm. You see, God never leaves you abandoned in the storm. He lets that storm come in, and then he just sticks with you. You know who else learned that? The Apostle Paul. In 2 Timothy, you'll see in your notes, chapter 4, he said, At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. He said, I pray, God, that it may not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood, stood with me and strengthened me. You know when Paul wrote that? He wrote that when he was in a prison. In jail, when all his friends had abandoned him, and there was no one that was bringing him food, and nobody that was bringing him medicine, and nobody that was there to care for him. He said, all men forsook me, but God was with me. In the storms of life, that's how it is. You'll find that God begins to work in you in a greater way. He was working in this widow like he had never worked before. And he tells her, listen, there's a way. There's a way to get out of this. Then I want you to notice that God provided a work for her to do. He provided a way that was the pot of oil. And then he provided a work. The prophet said, okay, now I want you to go and borrow vessels. Just borrow as many as you can. He says, not even, don't just get a few. Don't just get one or two. I mean, go through your whole neighborhood. Run around and say, hey, anybody got a pot I can borrow? Anybody got a pot I can borrow? And she sent her two sons with her. He says, listen, you go to that neighborhood and you go ask for pots. I'm going to go to this neighborhood. I'm going to go knock on these doors. And you, you go to the other neighborhood. You go ask. Get as many as you can get. There was work to be done. Can I say, if you're going through a storm of life, remember that God allowed that to happen, okay? Remember that God is trying to work and do something in your life. That's why he allowed this storm to come into your life. He's made a way for you, but there is work to do. Can I encourage you that if you're going through something difficult, if you're a Sunday school teacher, hey, just get as prepared and get as excited about your class that's when everything is going well. Man, if, if, if you're just someone that is a, a church attender and you say, man, it's just so hard sometimes on Sunday to get up and get, get ready in the morning and get here to service. It's, it's just things are going really bad. Hey, can I encourage you? There's something that God wants to do. Just get up and come. Just get up and say, man, I, I, I want to hear from God today because there's something that he's doing in my life. You say, when you have that kind of attitude, God's got some work for you to do. God says, there's a way out of this storm, but I'm going to help you to it. I'm going to show you where where it is and what it is that you can do. You see, being in a storm does not mean that there's nothing to be done. God does not allow us to be lazy just because we're going through a storm. 
God provides us with a unique ministry to do things during a storm that we would never do otherwise. I'm sure this widow was one that could encourage people that were down better than anyone else could. I'm sure this widow was now in a position where she could encourage someone that had lost their husband or lost their wife in a way that someone who has never experienced that could never do. There was a work that she could do now being in this situation in the middle of the storm. Oh man, let me just say this morning, there's work to be done. You're going through a storm, I understand. It's tough. It really is. It's discouraging. It's depressing. It's just a difficult situation. But God wants to do something. God is providing a way for you. God's providing a work that only you can do. That's what storms do. That's who God is. But now I want to focus not only on what and who God is, but I want you to focus a little bit on this mom. Look what she did. This is the circumstances that she's going through. But look what this mom did during that storm. Number one, I want you to notice the widow had a refuge during the storm. Notice that when the widow finds herself in a situation where she feels there's no way out, she goes to hear the word of God from the man of God. Oh, I admire a mom like that. A mom that says, it just seems like God's abandoned me, and it just seems like there's a really tough and difficult storm I'm going through. But you know, I need to go and hear what God has to say about it. There's something admirable about a mother that says, that's not going to stop me. That has enough character to say, I'm going to please God, even in the storm. Even when things are bad, I'm going there. Notice she went right to the man of God. Moms, can I encourage you? When you're having that really bad day and the kids just aren't behaving, draw close to God. I want you to notice in her refuge of the storm that she drew closer to God when the storm came. She drew closer. She was already serving God with her husband. She already doing what she was supposed to be doing. But now the storm comes and she draws closer. Now she goes to Elisha and says, hey, what am I going to do? What does God want me to do in this situation? Man, thank God for mothers that, that give an example to us as children that say, when, th- when times get tough and when the storms of life come, I'm going to run to God. What an example. This morning as a mom, teach your children to run to God. Draw close to him when the storms of life come. Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous runneth into it and is safe. I tell you what, those boys learned, hey, when mom goes through a tough time, like when she lost dad, she went to God. I want you to notice, not only did she draw closer to God when the storm came, but she obeyed God's instruction. The prophet said, okay, I need you to go and get some vessels and borrow vessels. She did that. She obeyed. She wasn't going to just sit there and analyze, well, what, what, what good is that going to do? What, 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 what's what this prophet thinking? Why am I going to go? Does he understand? Uh, prophet Elijah, I don't know if you understand this. When I say creditors, that means I've already borrowed a lot and I couldn't pay them back. What, you're getting me more into debt? 
Now I'm gonna, I gotta borrow more now? How, how am I gonna get out of this by borrowing more? Prophet, what are you talking about? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Prophet Elisha, what are you talking about? And we find that she didn't do that. She just obeyed. She obeyed. In the midst of a storm, not understanding exactly how this was going to help, she just obeyed. That's what we call faith. Faith. It's obeying even though we don't see what the answer is. It's just trusting God that, hey, God knows what he's doing. God brought this storm. God's going to help me through it. I'm just going to obey what God says. Wow. What an example as a mom. She drew closer to God, and then she just obeyed what he said in the midst of a storm. Can I encourage you, mom? Would you be willing to just obey and act in faith when God calls you to do something? When God says, hey, I want you to love your husband. I know he hasn't been treating you great, but listen, love your husband. Man, a mom that can do that can transform her family. Can give her children what money could never give them, and that's faith. Simply saying this morning, this widow was one that found refuge in the storm. And then I want you to end with this. The widow found a reward after the storm. At the end, in verse number 7, you find that as she, poured, as she got those vessels and began to pour that little oil that she had, it began to fill up every other vessel. Every other pot was filled with this oil. It was a miracle from God for that to happen. But she did that, and then she goes back to the man of God. And she said, okay, I did what you said. Now what do I do? He said, now sell it off, pay your debts, and then the rest that you have left over, you can live off of that. You, 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 can, you can have a business now. You'll have plenty of money, and you can start your business, and you can just go from there, selling oil. You'll be the, the new oil lady business. You can name it Never-Ending Oil, Inc. It'll be bigger than Apple. It'll be awesome. Suddenly, she found some rewards after that storm. We find that, first of all, she paid off her debts. One of the rewards of being obedient, one of the rewards of getting closer to God in the midst of a storm is that she was able to pay off the debts that she had. And then I want you to notice, secondly, that she had a new life. She had a new life. Suddenly, that debt that she had wasn't there anymore. Now the worries that she had weren't there anymore. Now the storm that was there had cleared out, and it was all new. Can I share something with you? Do you know that's what God can do? You might be here, and you might say, listen, I, I've been to church many times, but... But to be honest with you, Pastor, I've, I've heard this message of Jesus, but I really never have accepted Jesus. Do you know that Jesus can pay debts that you thought you never would be able to pay? See, the Bible says that we're born into debt with creditors. The Bible says that we are born in a thing called sin. And sin has a payment that must be paid. The payment of sin is death. And it's not just physical death because we all know that we will die, but it's also a spiritual death. It's called the second death. And the Bible says, unless we put our faith in Jesus Christ, that will be our fate. That is the debt that we must pay. But the Bible says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. You know that Jesus paid the debt that you could never pay. 
Just like this widow experienced her debt going away, Jesus can take your debt away, your debt of sin, and Jesus can give you a new life. I say this morning, if you need that new life, why not make today the day on this special Mother's Day that you say, I need new life. Today we celebrate those that gave us new life and brought us into the world. The Bible says that when we are in Christ, we are born again. It's a new birth. It's a new life. Man, this mom was one that showed her children. Let me tell you, there's a refuge when storms come into your life. And there's a reward when you just stay with God. I wonder how many moms today could say, that's the kind of mom I want to be. I wonder how many dads and brothers and sisters and children are here to say, that's the kind of Christian I want to be. One that in the storms of life can always turn to God, can find refuge in Him, and find the rewards that only He can give. Perhaps today that is you. Perhaps today that is what you and I need. Just more of God in the storm of life. I pray that not just moms, but everyone in here could follow the example of this mom that said, I will do as God commands. Lessons that you can learn from a mother there in 2 Kings chapter 4. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. And thank you, Father, for just the fact that we learn so much from a, a woman that the Bible doesn't even give us her name. But a mom that was there that was willing to trust in you even when life got difficult, even when the storms that you allowed to come into her life came. And she was not weak in her faith, but strong. She did not run from you, but drew closer. Something that I'm sure her boys never forgot. Oh, Father, that we, I pray, as parents, as people, would be that kind of an example. That we would have that kind of faith to lead others where only you can lead us and take us. Oh, Father, I pray that this morning you would work in hearts. This morning, before we're dismissed, as we're praying in this act of prayer, perhaps you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, you know, to be honest, I've never accepted Jesus as my Savior. You're talking about a debt of sin, and to be honest, I think I still have that debt. I can't think of a time in my life where I, I, I asked Jesus to be my Savior, but today I'd like that. I'd like to have a new life. I'd like to become a Christian today. Would you pray for me? I just want to pray for you. Is there anyone like that? I'm not going to embarrass you, but I'd like to pray for you and just say, pray for me, Pastor. I, I need that today. Is anyone like that? Well, perhaps this morning then you are a Christian and you're saying, Pastor, I was very challenged by what this mom did, by her faith in the midst of storms. Pastor, I pray that you would just help me to be a mom or be a dad or be a Christian like that, to just trust God in the midst of storms. Would you just pray for me? Is there anyone like that? God bless you. I see those hands. God bless you. I see them. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? God bless you. Father, this morning, I saw hands, but you saw hearts. Father, I pray that your spirit would work in their lives. Father, my hand was up with theirs. Oh, I need more of you in my life, especially when the storms of life hit. And I pray that we would follow the example of this mom to love you and draw closer to you no matter what. Be with us, I pray. Fill us with your spirit throughout this week. May we draw closer to you 
every day. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Pastor Jeremy. A wonderful message on moms. One more time, a reminder, happy Mother's Day to all the moms uh, here this morning. I do want to say we do have a special gift on behalf of the church. And if you walked in a little bit late this morning or you did not receive one of our gifts, we want to be able to get that to you. So if you're a mom, you did not receive a gift this morning, the young ladies have, have a gift for you. If you just want to raise your hand and they'll get that to you. Any other moms that came in here late? Perfect. Thank you so much. One, two, three. We got a few. One right here in the middle, one on that side, and one, a couple in the back as well, girls. Thank you so much. Um, all moms, will you please stand this morning? If you are a mom here this morning, please stand. And everyone, let's look around. There are moms everywhere. Everybody, this is mom. Give them a round of applause. That is, that's, as Pastor Jeremy said, that's a difficult job, right? Uh, uh, very, very low paid, but we know it should be really, really paid really high, right? Paid well. Um, everybody, if you would join, let's go ahead and stand really quick. Some quick announcements before we're dismissed. We do have the church uh, summer camp benefit plate sale coming up this Saturday. Don't forget those of you who are serving in that area, that's coming up this Saturday. Our church prayer night on uh, May the 28th at 7. Those of you will be here. And then, of course, we have our graduation services that are going to be taking place on June the 3rd. If you have a graduate in kindergarten, high school, college that have not signed up yet, please go to our information booth there, information center, sign up your graduate. We do have the graduation service on June the 3rd. Uh, it's been a wonderful service. Uh, we are so thankful once again that you were here this morning. If you're a visitor, thanks for visiting today. If you have not plugged into one of our Sunday school classes that are to follow, we would love to see you in one of those as well. Let's pray and we will be dismissed this morning. God, we're so grateful and thankful for a wonderful service. Thank you once again for all of those.